1: without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
2: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: Equity, mind I will say this about investing. Everything you do learn is a What
2: well, I learned at 20 is new. Equity.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Uncovered by Equity Mates, a podcast where we shine a light on some of the smaller cap companies listed here on the ASX and globally. And as always, I'm joined by my buddy Ren. How are you going? I'm
0: good, Bryce. Very excited for this interview. We are speaking to Dr. Mike Jones, who is the founder and managing director of Impact Minerals. The ASX ticker is IPT. We are going into the world of mining explorers and in particular, the world of high purity alumina.
1: Hmm. Not something we know a -A. lot about. Not something you know a lot about, but what I'm loving about this new content thread is that I'm learning about a lot of companies that are outside my circle of competence.
0: Well, to put some context on just how interested we are as we speak to these smaller companies and their CEOs and their founders, Bryce and I just had a 20-minute conversation with Mike after we finished recording about staking mining claims and pegging a tenement. A whole new world. whole new world. Very interesting one, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, if people want to pick up that conversation, hit us up on uh, social media, because let's not talk about it here. Instead, uh, let's uh, introduce Impact Minerals. They're a mining explorer. They, Their main project at the moment, but one of just 11 projects, is a site 500 kilometers east of Perth in Western Australia, Lake Hope. Uh, and as we said, it's all about high purity alumina. We don't need to do much more description. Mm. Uh, Dr. Mike Jones can do that for us. But we should just remind everyone before we get into it, whilst we are licensed, we're not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Any content is for education and entertainment purposes only. Any advice is general. But most importantly, this Uncovered series is not a buy, hold, or sell recommendation. Mm. We're doing these interviews and we're talking about these companies because we love learning about these companies and hearing their stories in their own words but don't take it as a buy, hold, or sell recommendation.
1: Absolutely. Well, well, let's get stuck in. Mike, welcome to Uncovered.
2: Yeah, thanks, guys, and uh, it's great to be here.
1: So we'll start with a bit of an introduction into Impact Minerals. Can you help us understand the world of mining explorers, perhaps introduce us to them, and then the business of Impact Minerals?
2: Certainly. Look, the I think all of your listeners and watchers will be aware that uh, there's a big energy transition going on right now uh, where the world is moving to electrification of its vehicles and uh, its power supply globally. And it's probably not recognised as widely as it should be, but there's a significant amount of metal that's going to be required to help drive that energy transition. And so the world's mining business is really built currently uh, to help fund and move towards... Uh, shifting things away from oil, fossil fuels, and uh, replacing that with uh, electrification, and as I said, that's going to require a lot of metals. So the business is really separated into two groups. There are the miners; those that are the already in production, and then companies like ourselves, Impact Minerals, who are explorers. So we're out there looking for the next generation of mines that are going to be required to uh, provide all of this metal that's going to be needed. In particular, things like nickel, copper and uh, aluminium, uh, which is our speciality. And uh, those are two of the key ones, but there's also many others like uh, cobalt and of course, lithium. Uh, lithium has been on everyone's uh, lips this year <laughs> and uh, there's been some great returns in the market from, uh, from the lithium explorers and, uh, and miners. So it's not an easy process, uh, trying to find a world-class deposit. And that's really what Impact was set up to do. Uh, we're looking for a, a giant, big world-class deposit. They're few and far between. It's not easy and uh, and so it uh, it can take a long time, but there are great rewards there for shareholders as well as the general community uh, should we find you know a major a major discovery. And uh, as I mentioned, that's really what impact is uh, is all about. So I hope that gives some background.
0: Yeah, it does. And there's a couple of projects that we really want to focus on today that you're you're working on at the moment, but I think, uh, before then, it would be great to understand a bit of Impact's history and, and what sort of brought you to this point. Impact has been listed since 2006, so give us a bit of the backstory. Uh, what's the company history in that time? Most of my
2: career has been in what we call project generation, so to simplify it, really drawing boxes on maps where you know we think there might be a deposit to be found, and uh, I did that for a well-known mining company in Australia when I first started my career, Western Mining Corporation. That was eventually taken out by BHP. And I did the same thing as a consultant also for many years before deciding, well, maybe I should start doing this for myself rather than other people. And so that's why we listed Impact Minerals. But look, I've been around a long time and there's a lot of one or two mine companies on the air set, so small producers, you know, and, and really the returns on those, they might be great in the early days, but really to try and build a long lasting uh, business, you need you know, a world-class mine. Most major mining companies started with the discovery of one major mine. And as I mentioned previously, that's actually quite hard to do. So we set up Impact with the intention of only finding a world-class oil body. And as we mentioned, that's, uh, that can be difficult. So we've been at it for 16 years, which is just quite a long time. Um, but what I would say is that uh, three of the uh, recent major discoveries, which qualifies world class, in my opinion, and people can take a look at the history of these companies. So there's de Grey Mining with gold, uh, there's Chalice Resources with their nickel, uh, palladium deposit, and then recently, most recently, Azure with their lithium discovery, all got market caps north of $1 billion based on just the exploration results. And in each of those three cases, those companies had been going, you know, 15 to uh, 20 years in the case of Azure. So they come along few and far between. And, uh, but they're by far the best return on your investment in the long term. So that was what impact uh, was all about. We've had a few small discoveries over the time uh, looking at um, exceptional, uh, unusual things. So most discoveries are made on the edge. So if you have a normal distribution of, uh, of mineral deposits, we're sort of always looking out through here, you know, a few, three or four standard deviations from the mean, because uh, we believe that's where the breakthroughs are made. And these new discoveries, like the chalice discovery that I mentioned, you know, was only found 70 kilometres outside of Perth in uh, in something that a lot of people had uh, walked over and drilled, uh, sorry, and drove past, uh, you know, for many years. But it was left of field thinking and that's where the big discoveries are made and, and that's what we've tried to do over the years and uh, we just haven't quite got there uh, the little bit of luck that we need to make that major discovery. But we're hopefully changing that with our Lake Hope project.
0: Yeah, well, let's get to Lake Hope because you mentioned uh, the left of field thinking there and uh, I think... Uh, When we were learning about Lake Hope before this interview, uh, it really was some left-of-field thinking uh, that led to this discovery. So, tell us about Lake Hope and and let's start by introducing the left-of-field thinking uh, that led to the discovery. Yeah.
2: Well, there there were two pieces of -of left-of-field thinking. First, by the guy that uh, discovered it, which I'll talk about in a second. Um, But our left-of-field thinking was that we actually found this discovery on on LinkedIn. So... uh, (laughs) um, so, uh, a geologist that I'd known from afar, Roland Gotthard, uh, had been posting on LinkedIn that he had this unusual uh, deposit uh, out about 500 kilometres east of Perth. And basically he was uh, cooking up high-purity alumina in his kitchen and uh, was posting the results on uh, on LinkedIn. And it just looked unusual. And one of my geologists came to me one day and said, oh, Roland's drilling for aluminium in sand dunes. Now, as a geologist, I might, uh, that's a very unusual thing and it sort of piqued my attention. So we sort of investigated further and, and Roland sent me the information memorandum on the project and basically, I, you know, sort of, oh, my God, there's a world-class all-body here, which is what Impact was set up to do. Um, let's get into it. So so that was our left of field thinking, if you like. Um, Roland's left of field thinking was this, is that the high purity luminous space, and obviously we'll talk a little bit more about that, the incumbents of so the players that were trying to get going were struggling with the processing of the particular minerals that they were trying to get high-purity lumina out of. And Roland sort of thought to himself, well, what other minerals might aluminium uh, or HPA occur in, came up with a suite of minerals, designed a metallurgical process to extract the high-purity lumina got that to work, and then went out and found a deposit that actually had those minerals in it. So it was classic back-to-front thinking. So most people go out and explore, they find something, oh, oh how do we process this? And then they may or may not have difficulty with that, whereas uh, Roland was uh, definitely back-to-front, left-of-field thinking. And that's, uh, that's really how we came across the project.
1: And so Lake Hope, just to be clear for those listening, Lake Hope is a large deposit of this high-purity alumina.
2: The, it's the raw form <laughs> of alumina. So alumina is aluminium oxide. It has a formula, AL2O3, for the chemists uh, out there. And uh, it's used in a variety of uh, high-tech uh, uh, fields, which we'll talk about. And um, so, yeah, so there's a raw form of alumina uh, in the top two metres of this lake at, uh, at Lake Hope. There's approximately 900,000 tonnes of alumina in the top two metres of that lake. And the average production rate that we're aiming for is only 10,000 tonnes a year. And so that gives you sort of nearly 90 years of, uh, you know, <laughs> of supply if you want it. So it's a multi-decade mine. And that's the first tick in the box for any world class deposit. It's got to be able to provide material for decades, not just five or 10 years. So uh, that's a, you know, a fantastic step uh, right up front there.
0: Let's talk about high purity alumina or HPA uh, because it's a critical battery metal. It's used in LEDs, um, batteries, as I said, in some semiconductors, but I don't reckon a lot of people will have heard of it. Certainly not as well known as lithium or cobalt. Um, We're looking at the price of HPA, 99.99% purity gets you like 25,000 to 35,000 US dollars a ton. And then there's even more pure, 99.999% pure, which is even more expensive. So it's crazy just how pure some of these metals need to be when they're being used in these nanotechnologies and stuff like that. But for people uh, who have never heard of HPA before, tell us about it and and critically tell us how important it is uh, for the energy transition that we're living through.
2: Yeah. There are two main uses for HPA, and the majority of it is 4N, or the 99.99. That's four nines, which we generally shorten to 4N. So 4N HPA uh, is used two main fields. Uh, One is it's the separator between the anode and the cathode in lithium-ion batteries and other batteries. So if you recall a few years ago, the Samsung phones were exploding people's hands and pockets and that's because the separator really wasn't doing their job uh, properly uh, putting a poor quality uh, HPA and so obviously with the forecast increase in demand for lithium-ion batteries in particular with the electric vehicles that are coming on you know over the next uh, decade that's one of the big growth markets for uh, for HPA. It is also used in other battery uh, types and some of those are competitors to the lithium batteries and the the battery technology space is evolving very dramatically almost on a daily basis and it's being led by China they are they are a long way ahead in terms of uh, battery technology compared to the rest of the world and so uh, it's a constant uh, you know source of uh, of, uh, is angst the right word, but research for us you know, to find out, you know, what's going on in the battery space. So, um, but big use for HPA there. The second one is in LEDs, light emitting diodes, and there's probably three fields that you can look at for that. One is actually in light bulbs, and recently, most people might not be aware, but the USA has actually banned new incandescent light bulbs um, because they're not as energy efficient, and so LEDs are the only way to go. Uh, in the, in the US and that'll probably come in in other places as well now the second one is actually in micro LED screens so we've heard like Apple are thinking of shifting all of their screens to micro LEDs and Samsung and LG etc they all make their screens now out of uh, with micro LEDs in them all of those have HPA as a substrate um, on each of the uh, LEDs so um, the big forecast uh, increase there um, and the the third one is actually um, in Substrates for micro for um, uh, chips, so not not as much volume in through there, but uh, a significant uh, growth market uh, in there, and also sapphire glass. So all the all the screen covers, um, sapphire glass, and people are uh, that they're made artificially um, out of uh, out of HPA. So all in all, two big fields. That's what's driving the the market. I will just make one comment about five N and uh, and even six N, that they are very profitable. Products if you can sell them, but there's no volume there. Uh, you can't build a major business around that. You have to build the business around the 4N and even 3N, so not quite as pure. And um, that's where the the volume is in the market. And if you're going to be a significant producer, that's the space you have to focus on. And then the 5N is really just the cream on the uh, you know, cream on, on the top. So all very well for some of our peers to come out and say, yeah, we've got 5N. Well, that's great if you can only sell, you know two tonnes of it a year. So uh, you really need to be in the 10,000 tonne a year of, uh, of product in order to make a business out of it.
1: Mike, how does that compare to other deposits in Australia or globally?
2: So HPA is similar. We, it, it'd be what we call a bulk commodity. So we can include other things like kaolin, silica sands, but even lithium, and increasingly now, rare earths, rare earth elements. They've obviously been all the rage this year, those uh, those two groups. There is no shortage of any of those metals. Um, and anyone who says any different <laughs> really doesn't understand geology. Um, they are very common metals around the world. And so when you enter the bulk commodity space, a number of things have got to be true. And as a young geologist, uh, we were sort of encouraged not to get into some of the bulk commodities because that um, has to be the biggest Uh, It's got to be the highest grade, or you've got to be first to market. And like Pilbara Minerals is a good example of that. Pilbara Minerals, basically first to market in the lithium space, and they have been killing it, you know, over the past few years. Or you're the lowest cost producer. And if one of those four, and preferably two or three of those, aren't true, you won't make it through the cycle. And now we're already seeing, you know, the lithium market is now in a bit of surplus, the price has dropped off, and so some of these higher cost producers are already looking a bit, you know, a bit dodgy. Um, so the great attraction for Lake Hope is that we worked out very quickly is that it will be one of, if not the lowest cost producer globally of HPA and we stand a chance of uh, being a dominant player in the space. So that's a, a critical component of the work that we're doing right now.
0: It is. It's fascinating and, and we should be clear about where you are in that process. So um, uh, Roland did his work, tested the initial samples, um, you guys are... Uh, partnered with Roland and uh, acquired a controlling interest in the project and now uh, impact is doing your own feasibility studies is that is that where where the I guess projects life is or projects yeah
2: yeah that, that's correct so so Roland uh, had done a, a huge amount of work on his own over a couple of years as I said basically cooking things up in his kitchen and then he took it to one of the laboratories in Perth just to you know prove from a a bench scale test work that you know we could get through to 4 N HPA and he did that and that's when we came across the uh, came across the project so we're doing what's called a pre feasibility study or preliminary feasibility study which is really just to prove up the economics of the project to say plus or minus 10 to 15% and that work is in progress should be completed by the middle of next year and a key component of that is actually replicating the uh, Roland's process or his company is called Player One. The Player One sulfate process um, at the laboratory scale. We already know that it works, but what we're doing is optimising it in the laboratory to work out what's the best, you know, temperature, the best pressure, the best reagents to use in order to um, optimise things to help design a plant to produce HPA on mass. So that's the key part of the uh, of the feasibility study. Uh, we've basically completed a precursor to that called the scoping study, which is the same type of work but carried out to, say, plus or minus 30 35% accuracy. Um, that uh, study will be out within the next uh, couple of weeks um, and people will then be able to see the economics of the project. So the metallurgical test work is the key component of the work we're doing now, but in the background, we're also doing geotechnical work to see how the lake will um, undergo mining, which should be very straightforward. That's only two metres deep. And uh, also then going through the process required to lodge a mining lease application. We have our first meeting with the Department uh, of Mines next week and very shortly after that then we'll be in a position to lodge a mining lease application. We've got environmental baseline studies starting uh, next week. So basically we're gearing up to push towards at least small scale production over the next uh, two to three years, provided uh, everything... Uh, it goes
0: in order. It's a long process. You got your your scoping study, then your pre-feasibility study. I assume a feasibility study at some point after that. I was reading as we were preparing for this interview. You have plans to reach a 10-ton mini pilot plant next year, and then that will scale into a thousand-ton pilot plant by 2026. It is a long process. I guess let's assume that things go really well, um, and you know. Uh, everyone sees the opportunity at Lake Hope as a I guess you know impact is categorized as a mining explorer I'm not sure if that's how you guys think about yourselves what do you think about the long term ambitions for this project is this something that you would want to prove that it's a you know the, the top quality deposit and then sell to a major miner do you want to uh, get into the mining game yourself uh, what's um how, how do you and the executive team think about the long term here Look, I think
2: with any discovery, and this is a significant discovery, you basically go along the route towards production until someone taps you on the shoulder. Um, You know, our intention was always to build a company with a billion-dollar market cap, uh, and we've seen, as I mentioned, Gray, Chalice, and um, and Azure. You know, have all hit those targets. So there's a there's a standout in this space. There's only one company that's currently very successful in the HPA space on the Australian market, and that's a company called Alpha HPA. A4N is their code. A bit like us, five years ago, they were a junior explorer. They came up with a new processing method. It actually works on the chemical feedstock, which we can talk about if there's interest, but um, they, over the last four to five years, they are now into small-scale production, and their market cap hit the billion dollars uh, you know, just recently. So um, they're definitely the scale is there. I suspect they will be taken out by, you know, a player at some point. But you just go along the route maximizing value for shareholders until, you know, you either get into production and make a business, pay dividends, or somebody taps you on the shoulder and, uh, you know, and takes you out. So.
1: so, Mike, we have only spoken about the one project, Lake Hope, but it's not the only one in your portfolio. You've got a number of other projects in development. And recently, you were selected for BHP's Explore program. So can you uh, tell us what that means and uh, what it could mean for Impact Minerals?
2: Yes. As I mentioned, you know, Impact has always been out there looking for the, 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 big, the big find. And, and that requires big, bold ideas. And we've looked at various things over the years. Uh, we started off in Botswana, had some big ground in there. Uh, for uranium, we were hit by Fukushima and a few other bits and pieces. So um, all of our projects have always had the, the potential, I believe, to be a world-class, uh, to host a world-class discovery and I think that was reflected, those ideas were reflected in the fact we were selected for the BHP Explore program. Uh, it was the first, um, uh, the first time it's been run. Uh, the second uh, cohort um, is being interviewed as we speak. And uh, so that started at the start of this year. Uh, the Explore program is basically a six-month accelerator in which BHP will give you 500 thousand us dollars to accelerate your exploration on the key project that you present to them in our case it was we were looking for or are looking for copper in broken hill and uh, look it was a fabulous experience obviously the ideas that we came up with were you know good enough to you know for bhp to put us in there there are only seven companies selected globally um, out of uh, 250 applicants uh, in the first ever uh, cohort and uh, you know very proud to be one and i thought that was Sort of uh, validation, if you like, of the work and effort we put in over the years, and uh, and so you know, it was a thoroughly enjoyable experience. Applications are closed now. Look, it was one of the most rewarding things I've done in my career. It was just a very well thought-out program, and um, you know, I, I encourage anyone uh, to, to get involved. So that philosophy flows through to all of our projects. And whilst we do have a number of projects, we are a project generator. The key one that we're focused on. To add to the Lake Hope project is our Arkham Battery Metals project. It's again, it's here in Western Australia, one of the best places to work in the world, and it's only 150 kilometres outside Perth. And we've already generated some very interesting targets for nickel, for copper, for lithium, and for rare earths—the uh, you know, the, the the holy the holy quadrant, <laughs> as we like to call it. And uh, and so it's an early stage project, but we're generating, starting to generate now as we've moved into that area over the last couple of years. A very significant number of early stage geochemical anomalies at surface, all of which are going to be requiring drilling. And so we've got major drill programs planned for 2024 on that project. Um, putting out pre feasibility test work results is not the sexiest thing in the marketplace, <laughs> uh, to say the least. And so uh, we definitely need the exploration results to go through it. And just heading back to Lake Hope, because of the unique nature of the deposit, it's only two metres deep. Um, the actual amount of Cost in terms of doing the pre feasibility is only in the, you know, say two million mark, and we'll probably get 43% of that back in terms of RD. And so, unlike if we'd have found a 10 million ounce gold deposit, which is what this is equivalent to, uh, you know, where it's tens of millions and five to seven years to get it into production, the, you know, it's a couple of million dollars and two to three years to get it into production. And that gives us the flexibility to still explore on our other projects. And who knows, we may yet come up with a world-class discovery on uh, some of our own ground as well. So keep watching that project.
0: It is fascinating. Uh, like just this this whole world and I'm just trying to put myself in your shoes, you know, the, the number of projects uh, that you would have looked at over 16 years and then you come across this project on LinkedIn. It's just funny how these things sort of just pop out out of left field and, I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure you and the whole team must be pretty excited that what this could be.
2: One of my early mentors, uh, a guy called Doug Haynes, and he's he's discovered probably three or four world class like all bodies, including Olympic Dam. And he had some strange mannerisms about it but he used to say to us says, serendipity Mike serendipity you just need a little bit of luck to go with uh, all the other things that you do to uh, you know to deliver the, the the big result and I think our luck was well we just we're just curious people and we were just curious about what Roland was doing on LinkedIn and uh, you know here we are now on the development route
0: so I guess you know we, we've really spoken about the upside and 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 what this could be but you know you're still going through the process so we should just be be clear that you still are going through the process and doing the the feasibility studies and all of that. What are um, I guess what are some of the big milestones that you'll be watching and that we as in as investors can be watching as you go through this process and you sort of build confidence um, that that this is what we what you think it might be. Yeah,
2: the if we, to simplify the whole uh, the whole process, the key for us now is to produce the HPA from the unique process and the unique deposit uh, in sufficient quantities that we can then get it in front of the customers in the battery market and the LED market. The Thing about HPA, similar with kale and silica sands and various other and other bulk commodities, including iron ore, it's all about the quality of the product that you produce and how it performs in the end market. So in the case of iron ore, you know, high quality iron ore, 65, 70%, you know, gets the premium um, in the final because the final steel is much better. It's the same with HPA, the cleanest HPA, you know, gets the uh, gets the goods at the end. So it's all about getting that material into. Uh, qualification as we call it and that can take six months to a couple of years to uh, to basically crack the client and provide the material that they that they want so in the second quarter of next year that's our big aim is to start getting that in front of people the other things in the background are obviously lodging at the mining lease going through the environmental studies etc and the pre-feasibility work and the pre-feasibility just to remind everyone it gives us a, an indication of how economic whether it is even economic um at, at at sort of a 10 to 15% um, uh, margin. And we should have that completed by the middle of next year. And that's a big trigger point for obviously moving forward into building the pilot plant, uh, the 10 tonne a year one, and then up to uh, you know, 1,000 tonnes per year. So, so those are the key milestones. Um, and obviously drill results from the Arkham battery metal project again uh, in the first and second quarter of next year. So it'll be an action pack to 2024.
1: Well, beyond Lake Hope, Mike, is there what? What are the pipeline? What's in the pipeline for new projects? And are there any parts of Australia or around the world that you're sitting there itching to get your hands on in terms of uh, rights to explore?
2: <laughs> I think if uh, if we came up with uh, another another project somewhere else in the world, people would have accused me of having uh, you know, project attention deficit disorder. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're always on the lookout for great projects and. Uh, Whilst we do have a lot of land, you know, we've got a potential spin out uh, happening of our, some ga- copper gold ground that we have in New South Wales. The seed capital has been raised for that, and that's uh, they're looking to list that. The group that's buying uh, 75% of our project uh looking to list in March of uh, next year. Uh, Broken Hill, obviously part of the Explore program, we've got other parties now interested in that, so we're trying to. In the project generator model that we have, you know, trying to monetize the things that we're not interested in, or getting joint venture partners, you know, is a key part of the process, but always retaining some equity or you know royalty on the you know on the projects. Uh, look, the real focus is is uh, you know is Lake Hope and Arkham. You're trying to find a world class body. It's great to have majors involved, but we really came to do it ourselves. Uh, you know, like so if we have over the years, you know, had the opportunity, some great targets. Well, should we get a joint venture partner in? No, no we came to do this ourselves and, and give our shareholders the maximum reward. I mean, that's what the exploration game is all about. That's what we're in it for. That's what we're passionate about. You know, is trying to find a you know world class sore body, and uh, and so you know, toss up, do we drill this hole ourselves or get a partner in? I'd always drill that hole. You know, I don't don't care because uh, it's like hey now <laughs> that's actually failed every time we've tried it so far in terms of, a, <laughs> uh, in, terms of a, in terms of a major deposit but look as i say it took it took the other players uh, you know chalice de grey etc you know 20 years 17 18 20 years to uh, you know to get there but it eventually paid off so um
0: yeah. it only needs to work once
2: it, it only needs to work once so yeah so look to cut a long story short, we are looking to rationalise the portfolio. That does allow us to perhaps bring in, you know, something else. But as I say, it's all about focus. And, you know, and the focus right now is, is Lake Hope. Um, we need to drive that forward. It's a world-class deposit. It's got world-class economics, as we'll show in the scoping study shortly. And, uh, you know, we really need to, to get that into production as fast as we can.
0: Well, Mike, uh, we want to say a massive thanks for joining us today. We've touched on this uh, a little bit throughout the interview, but we always do like to finish with this question. If you think about impact minerals in the long term, 10, maybe 20 years from now, what does success look like for you?
2: I think uh, twenty years from now, I'm going to be uh, I'm going to be eighty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hopefully going to be finally on my yacht somewhere in the Mediterranean, which was part of the planet's starting impact in the uh, in the first place. Look, I think certainly over the over the next ten years, we stand an excellent chance of being you know, the dominant player in the HPA space. And when you're in a small market, in any commodity, any 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 business that you want to be in. You're better off being a big player in a small market than a small player in a big market. Um, you've got pricing power, you've got all sorts of uh, strengths and you make it through the cycle. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, I think that's a, a fantastic aim for us and we're looking forward to to getting on the journey, as we say. And uh, despite all the ups and downs, you've always got to remember this under here, look, you know, keep calm as we're going through the process. <laughs>
1: nice, Mike. Well, that does bring us to the end today. There's no doubt about your passion for finding uh, good quality sites and uh, good luck with it and it's an exciting time for Impact Minerals and I hope that uh, the Mates community listening uh, got value out of this conversation because we certainly did so thank you very much This episode is proudly supported by Vanguard Super.
0: Vanguard Super's lifecycle investment option is brilliantly designed for ease, automatically adjusting your investment mix as you get older.
1: Okay, so Ren, what does that actually mean?
0: It means that you can rest easy knowing your super is in steady hands. Vanguard Super leveraged 45 years of global investment expertise to automatically de-risk your portfolio leading up to and during retirement. Intelligently designed to focus on growth investments in your younger years and gradually introduce more defensive investments as you age, decreasing your investment risk as you near retirement. All without you having to lift a finger.
1: Nice. So head to vanguard.com.au slash super to explore Vanguard Super.
0: Vanguard Super Proprietary Limited is the trustee of Vanguard Super. Read the relevant PDS and TMD available at vanguard.com.au slash super and consider if a product is right for you before making any financial decisions.
1: It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales event, so give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view